Williams. What's up, guys? So welcome to the Fantasy Football Fix podcast. It's your boy, Trent Corn. I'm here with my boy, Shade Piper. Um, and today we will be uh, finishing up our running backs. Um, I think we fit, we got to number 15 last podcast. We're going to do 16 through the rest of them, hopefully. Um, it's basically right in the middle of fantasy football draft season. Um, like last week is probably like the busiest weekend for like all the drafts. There's tons of drafts. Um, but there's still some... Still some drafts going on, and you know, and it's it's smart to have drafts as late as possible. Season hasn't started yet, so it's a very very good idea for you to not even have your draft yet. Um, so yeah, we're going to be going through uh, sixteen through the rest, but rock quick. Um, just kind of be thorough. Um, Andrew Luck quickly, uh, you know, retired early. Um, came to a shock to just about everybody. So yeah, Jade. Uh, I just want to know, like, what's your what's your thoughts on everything, and what do you think could affect players around him, like T. Y. Hilton, uh, Marlon Mack, people people like that. You don't have to give your, uh, you know, like you don't have to just say where you have him ranked now. Just like what you think this could mean for for certain players around him. Um, I think it. I think it bumps T. Y. Down and Marlon Mack up. Uh, just because I think they're gonna have to rely less on the pass, more on the run. Uh, although I did hear uh, yesterday that Ty averaged, I think, like more yards per catch or um, something like that with Jehovah Brissett than he does with um, Andrew Luck. So I don't know. I could. Um, I have Ty in the league, and I was kind of down on him, but that kind of. Uh, that made me a little bit happier, I guess, about it. Yeah. But um, I don't know if that's I don't that's probably due to a small sample size more than anything. But I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um. I I, I, didn't say, I was in your, it was your fantasy football draft, uh, the league that we're in, and um, T.Y. Hilton fell to the sixth round for me, and I picked him up then. And I just think that that's um that's really, really good value. I think for T.Y. Hilton um. Because considering he's like a, a, a third round, fourth round receiver before before the Andrew Luck retirement, um, and now he had like 997 yards with Jacoby Brissett last time Andrew Luck didn't play. Was also in one of the worst offenses in football. They had one of the worst offensive lines at that time. Um, definitely Frank Wright, what their head coach wasn't there. He's a pretty good offensive line. So um, I think T.Y. Hilton is going to be better than the than what we saw when T.Y. Hilton didn't. I mean, when Andrew Luck didn't play last time, um, Jacoby Brissett has also I think learned as a passer. He's had a couple of years to kind of learn now. Um, Marlon Mack, I do think that you know this they this could help him out. Um, it's either. Teams could challenge the Kobe Brissett and stack more team, uh, more defensive players out in the box, uh, which is possible. But I do think his carries could go up. Um, I was listening to a, a podcast yesterday, though, and it did say uh, I'm, I don't know the statistics. Uh, it's the ESPN's Fantasy Focus Football podcast. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to it, I was talking about the the the, the touches between Naheem Hines and Marlon Mack last season. When they were winning and when they were down, and whenever they're down, their Naheem Hines touches actually go up kind of dramatically. Obviously, Naheem Hines is a little bit better of a pass catcher. Marlon Max no slots in the pass catching department. Obviously, not not an elite pass catching threat like Naheem Hines is though. But yeah, they're just talking about how Marlon Mack really did a lot better as a uh, you know when they were leading, they just ran the football, of course, to run down the clock and time makes sense so it'll be interesting if they're losing more often if they'll go to Naheem Hines or if you know the added volume will keep Marlon Mack uh fantasy relevant and then as far as uh Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron um you know I still pretty much feel the same about him we'll get in, into the the tight end rankings um 
I think maybe drop him just a couple of spots, but I still think um, Eric Ebron could be a pretty good end zone threat. Maybe not a ten touchdown guy. Maybe he's down to the to to the eight touchdown range, which would I think probably drop him a little bit. But yeah, um, let's go ahead and start off the running backs. My sixteenth ranked running back is Aaron Jones. You know we've been saying for a while now that the Packers need to kind of free Aaron Jones. They've been doing this whole Jamal Williams committee deal with him. Um, after his suspension last season, I think we finally got to see what you know what Jones is capable of. He had, he had a nice five point five yards per carry, which led the league. Um, you know, and he, and he was at a quick eight rushing touchdowns um, on the season. So I think a full season with Aaron Jones should be really fun to see. Of course, like that good yards per carry. Obviously, eight touchdowns in a in a smaller sample size. Remember, he was suspended for those fours for the first like four games of the season. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty high on Aaron Jones this year. Um, new 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 coaching staff and everything, and in a what should be a very promising offense. So yeah, I like Aaron Jones a lot. Jade, what about you? Yeah, so do I. I'm pretty sure I have him in both my fantasy leagues so far. Uh, so I like him this year. Um, Highest yards per carry last season. Um, so, I mean, he's with more carries. His yards per carry might go down a little bit, but I don't expect it to go down a lot. And I, I think the the higher workload is going to be really good for him this year. I think he's going to have a breakout season. Yes. Also playing 16 games, hopefully, um, should be good for him. Yes, for sure. Um my 17th ranked running back, and this is where my rankings kind of stray off from probably other people's rankings, considering this guy's a lot more higher. Uh, but it's Nick Chubb at 17. Um, you know, he averaged 5.2 yards per carry for just under 1,000 yards his rookie year. I think it was at like 996. He had eight touchdowns, you know, and he's in one of the best offenses in the league. So why exactly do I have him at 17? It's just that I think – First part of the year, he's going to be amazing. He's going to lead you to a fantasy championship. You can ride his coattails. Very good. They, they trade away Dick Johnson. That, that uh, opens up more opportunities for him, even in the passing game. I don't think he's the best pass-catching guy. But, I mean, Dick Johnson's gone, so they're going to they're gonna go to him a little bit more. Um, the only problem is that when Kareem Hunt comes back, which is – Right in the middle of when games matter in fantasy football, you're going to start seeing him split carries with Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt is all, definitely, well, the third down draw, better pass catcher, hands down, than Nick Chubb. Um, early down work, yes, Nick Chubb might have it, but Kareem Hunt led the league in rushing like two, just, just like two years ago. Um, so he will obviously get some early down work just because his talent is, is there. You can't deny the talent that's there. Um, so the first was like 10 weeks of the season, Nick Chubb's your starting running back, which is great, but Kareem Hunt is going to be there and he's going to still carries when you're in, when you're in the playoffs of your fantasy football leagues, which makes me scared to own Nick Chubb and why I don't want to own Nick Chubb. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Jake? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think, uh, maybe Nick Chubb might have more points total than some of these guys up here but um they're like you said all going to come towards the first half of the season um not towards the end of the season uh when you need when you need them most Uh, i think i think just when uh cream hunt comes back is not great timing for fantasy success so yeah I, i definitely see where you're going with this ranking yes um maybe this makes me look stupid and i don't maybe the total points of, for the season will be higher than the 17th rank. But as far as where I trust him among the running backs, I think 17 is just about where I'd put him. And I'd honestly take like Marlon Max next, Sonny Michelle after that, which we'll get into. I'd rather probably take those guys just because I know exactly what I'm getting myself into this season with those guys when I don't really know with Nick Chubb whenever Hunt comes back. Um my 18th ranked running back. We just talked about him briefly. It's Marlon back. Is Marlon is Marlon Mack. Um, you know he's, he's in the main back um, in what was one of the best offenses in football this year. 
Um, he had 4.7 yards per attempt, 908 yards, and nine rushing touchdowns in just 12 games. Um, now, of course, Andrew Luck is gone. Not might be at his volume. Maybe it, maybe it hurts him when they're down. Like I said with the Naheem Hines thing, and he's a pass catcher. So maybe he might bump down just a couple in my rankings. But I still think it's a very – their offensive line is still elite. They have a good offensive line now, um, which, you know, a, a little bit too – a little bit too late, considering that Andrew Luck is now retiring because they had a awful offensive line for those last first few years when he was in the league. But a good offensive line now. Um, still pretty solid offense around him. Obviously, Kobe Brissett is not Andrew Luck. But like you said, added volume and stuff like that. He He's not the best pass catcher, but he I think he got like 30-some-odd last year. Like He gets the job done. So, yeah. Marlon Mack is at 18. Um, you want to touch base on anything else about Marlon Mack, Roxas? No, I mean, I think he's a better pass catcher than what people give him credit for. It might seem like he's not, but it's because he has the a great passing threat behind him and Naheem Hines. I think if he doesn't have Naheem Hines, then he looks like a great pass-catching running back. Um, so I'm not, I'm not worried about his pass-catching abilities. I think, those, I think he gets more opportunities this year as a pass catcher, because I do think he can catch passes. Um, so, yeah, I'm not too worried about that. I think I even have him higher in my rankings than you do. So, um, My 19th-ranked running back is Sonny Michelle. You know, just like his former Georgia teammate, Michelle saw just under 1,000 yards direction with 931. Um, he had six touchdowns. You know, and Michelle was in kind of a running back committee for most of the year last year. Uh but he kind of separated himself a little bit late. Last season, Michelle had five games with at least 98 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Only three running backs did that last year. He also got scoring opportunities last year with th- three red zone carries a game, which was good for third most in the league. Um, so with Gronk gone, um, maybe Michelle will get a little bit more extended work- workload. Actually, I think maybe Patriots as a whole will be a little bit of a more run-heavier team this season. Or uh, yeah, running you know with James White and Michelle both. The only the only reason why I have Michelle Michelle probably ranked a little bit lower is because of James White and you don't know what Bill Belichick game plans for because there's some games where he utilizes James White a lot and there's some games that he utilizes Michelle heavily. Then there's some games where they're kind of in a committee and they're kind of splitting touches and stuff. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of hard to jump all the way in on this Patriots running back core, which has been the name of the game for tons of years now in a row with this Patriots team. Obviously, though, Michelle, like I said, those those red zone carries, the, the, the three red zone carries a game is a good, which, of course, James White obviously lives in the red zone as well with his pass catching ability. So, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's kind of a headache, but I think he's he's a good running back in a good offense. Um, it just depends on if you can kind of uh, be good enough of a fantasy manager to kind of uh, search through the, um, you know, the committees and just, you know, when's, when's the right time to play him and stuff like that. Um, the Patriots came out and said that he's a good, he's apparently been looking good as a pass catcher this offseason um, in training camp and stuff, and they've been get, forcing him the ball, getting him the football. So maybe that's a sign of things to come. Maybe James White gets a little bit less targets and maybe – they're trying to make Sonny Michelle a little bit more of a three-down back kind of guy. So, that, I mean, do I think it's happening? No, I just think, you know, offseason you get to, you know, it's time to improve and hone in on your game. I don't think that they're going to actually use him in third down when they have James White sitting there. But, I mean, you never know. It's Bill Belichick. So, uh, Jade, what do you think about Sonny Michelle? Um, I think it's fine to have him ranked this position. However, um, I wouldn't draft Sonny Michelle and – even if it felt like the fourth round. I just don't do Patriots running backs for the reasons you just said. Um, You only mentioned James White, but there's also um, Rex Burkhead, um, who's a white guy, so the Patriots love him. Um, Yes. You also didn't mention Damon Harris, who they drafted. Was he a first round? Was he their first round pick? Yeah, he was. um, No, that was the kill here in the first round draft pick, but... All right, he's a he high was, draft pick. He, spent, he was a very high draft yeah. guy, and that's rare for Patriots. Actually, 
Michelle was a high draft capital guy. And people were like, oh. And then they, the year right after that, they drafted Damian Harris. So obviously, yeah, so um, there's competition there. Yeah. Um, there's, they don't like to give all the carries to one guy as it is. Um, I do think Sonny Michelle's the best bet in that backfield, but I've never owned a Patriots running back, and I don't ever plan on it. So, um, my twentieth ranked running back is David Montgomery. You know, Montgomery is a rookie running back who I think has tons of opportunities this season. Um, I think his absolute floor is this ranking, and then there, it can only go up from here. Um, Jordan Howard produced running back twenty last season, which. Um, Montgomery has a chance to do, you know, much better this time around. Um, Chicago has 261 um, in accounted carries, uh, and apparently like the ninth easiest running back sketch in the NFL. So, you know, there's 261 carries that kind of are up for grabs. Ninth easiest schedule uh, for running backs in the NFL, like I said. Um, PFF Fantasy Football has been tracking college players since 2014, and only twice – as a running back, eclipsed 100 missed tackles in a season. Both times it was David Montgomery in 2017 and in 2018 with 109 and 102. You know, Montgomery also possesses the ability to be a, a three-down back as well, which would, um, you know, be, be, be great. Obviously, Tariq Cohen's there for third-down work, but um, Matt Nagy, the head coach, has said, you know, this, this kid is a three-down back. We view him as a three-down back. We're excited. We... We want to get him the football, yada, yada, yada. Looks great in preseason. Um, so, yeah, running back 20, I think it's his absolute floor. Just ball the fact that that's what uh, Jordan How- Howard did last year when he didn't have a three-down roll, um, obviously. So, putting him in at running back 20, think of him like that, and then he has room to go up and improve with once once he, you know, starts to be able to catch some passes. Obviously, Tariq Cohen is there, kind of like the Sonny Michelle deal. Um, why pass it to a guy when you have Tariq Cohen. But Matt Nagy has said this season, you know, um, we're, we we gave Tariq Cohen too much work last week last year. We want to, you know, cut down on, on the amount of snaps and stuff he gets. So maybe that he is or the team is trying to go away from the Tariq Cohen as much and they're trying to use David Montgomery. He was a big-time draft capital guy, kind of like what we said with uh, – Damian Harris, and he's like a third-round draft pick or something like that. So, um, I don't know. They're, they're really, really high on the kid out of Iowa State. I think David Montgomery has a chance to be huge this year. Jake, what, what what say you? Yeah, I'm really high on David Montgomery this year as well. Um, I think that this is probably going to be way too low of ranking by season's end. Um, I do think yeah. that um, Tariq Cohen's workload goes down a lot this year. Um, I I just think David Montgomery's more talented than Jordan Howard was last season. Yes. Um, so I mean I'm I'm excited about him. I have him on both my fantasy rosters, I believe. Um, so yeah, I think I think David Montgomery's going to be a steal at um, running back twenty this year. Yes, for sure. Um, my twenty first ranked running back is Devontae Freeman. You know he was injured all of last season, but before the injury, um. This is what I had to say about him in my running back rankings last year. So let's just, you know, go back, try to go back in time. Um, a list of running backs with at least 195 carries and 35 catches in each of the last three seasons. Devontae Freeman, that's it. That's the list. A list of running backs with at least 1,100 yards from scrimmage and eight touchdowns in each of the last three seasons. Devontae Freeman, that's the list. Um, so, you know, that was last year. That was in the last year's rankings before the injury. Um I had him ranked 13 last year, and I was pretty high on him up until the injury. Um, and I think if Devontae Freeman can stay can stay healthy, I think he's going to have a pretty big workload, especially with Tevin Coleman going to the 49ers. Um, Devontae Freeman, I think, has a three-down roll carved out and stuff. Um, and, I, and this was pretty interesting. Kind of, you know, you, you see weird stats in fantasy, like, oh, what the heck, Odell Beckham Jr. missed more games than Samuel Watkins in his career. It was that, you know that Devontae Freeman and Melvin Gordon are like the exact same age? Yeah, no, and Devontae Freeman that, seems like he's like 40 compared to... Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yes, he's getting up there in age, and I guess, like, he probably has more snaps than Melvin Gordon in his career, but he's still a young running back. Um, 
you know, that one injury last year might turn people off. And I, I fell in love with Devontae Freeman because I was one of the luckiest few to, to pick him up right before his kind of breakout season. I remember um, it was like Eddie Lacy got hurt. <laughs> yeah, so that's a long time ago. Um, Eddie Lacy got hurt, and I wanted to go pick up James Starks or yeah, James Starks for the Packers. Didn't get him waivers. Picked up Devontae Freeman and uh, rode his coattails to the end in fantasy football. He's been fantastic for many years to come, kind of like a model of consistency. Has a good three-down row carved out for him. Edo Smith won't be challenging him for anything. One of the best offenses in football. Um, I'm, I like Devontae Freeman, and I think where you're getting him at drafts is honestly a, it's, it's a good value for Devontae Freeman there. What's your what's your thoughts on Devontae Freeman, Shay? Uh, I mean, I was concerned about injuries last year, and I turned out to be right about that. Uh, I I kind of fell into the trap that I thought he was older than he really was um, last year, and I noticed that he actually isn't that old. He's only 26. Um, so, But, yeah, it's still concerning coming off of a basically season-ending injury. He only played in a couple games. Um, I just I I really err towards caution and running backs, injuries, and age. Um, I, I just... I don't. I like he's. I like his talent. I don't like his, the injury. Um, for some reason, I just last year was even feeling like an injury was coming. Um, so I yeah, I'm not that high on Devonta Freeman. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's nothing against his talent. Just I really get this injury stuff stuck in my head with certain guys, and for some reason, yeah. I've, I've got yeah. it with Devonta Freeman. It's, so it's definitely fair. Um. It's hard to hard hard to forget some things. Hard to let things some things go in fantasy. Uh, some people burn you. You might not think of them the same ever again. Which you know, and when you have younger people like a David Montgomery coming in, younger guys coming in each year, it makes it harder and harder and harder to go back to the well and redraft Devontae Freeman in a lot of leagues. So I definitely understand that. Um, I do think, though, however, he is dropping a little bit lower than some of these guys, so he could end up being a value if he stays healthy, which could be a, uh, which could not very well happen. Um, my 22nd ranked running back is Mark Ingram. Uh, Mark Ingram has been pretty fantasy relevant in recent years, and he had a 29th rank last year in just 12 games, but he had that sixth ranking in 2017, and that was with a limited role with Alvin Kamara in town in New Orleans. He's now in Baltimore. He likes the Seahawks and Lions. Wants to run the ball more times than not. Uh, if he had the Ravens running backs last year, you know, Alex Collins, Gus Edwards, Buck Allen. If he added all their stats from last year together, you would get 289 total rushes, 1,239 yards, 12 touchdowns, 52 receptions for 321 receiving yards. And three touchdowns. Now, obviously, some of those numbers are with and without Lamar Jackson when Joe Flacco was a starter. But you know, I just don't. I don't think it's crazy to see Mark Ingram get 250 or more carries on the year, especially with how much the Ravens want to run this football. Um, I think that kind of like Lamar Jackson and the quarterbacks wise, um, you have a very very safe floor with Mark Ingram. Um, so yeah, that's why I like Mark Ingram, where you can get him in drafts, is because. He's going to get you a safe amount of carries. When Sonny Michelle um, ranked above him, his role might change in a certain week, and he might only see 12 touches. Mark Ingram is going to get you know 20 carries a game easily, I think. The Ravens are going to run the ball tons. So that's what makes me like Mark Ingram. Uh, Shay, what, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, I actually like Mark Ingram this year as well. Um, I mean, he's going to a worse offense, but he's going to a more run-heavy offense um, with less competition. So I don't understand the big drop in his fantasy ranking, really. Um, I would think, if anything, it would stay close to the same. I think being the guy and um, having more carries available, I think that offsets the being in a worse offense. Uh, But that's just me. So, yeah, I like him this year. One thing I will point out, though, which we'll probably discuss later, um, is a guy I like as a sleeper, like deep, deep sleeper this year, is Justice Hill. Um, It just seems like a Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara type situation to me. Um, Justice Hill is a really fast guy. I can't remember. His 40 time, I know, is faster than um, Alvin Kamara's. Um, 
I don't know. I just that just seems like that type of situation for me. So I could see him coming in and being explosive. He's already looked good in preseason, and then maybe uh, taking some carries from Mark Ingram. But that's to be seen. Uh, right now, I do like Mark Ingram a lot in fantasy, especially at his current value. Yes. Um, no, you got to worry about Lamar Jackson, of course, stealing carries. Gus Edwards did good last season, and it wouldn't make any sense to just not give him some carries. So there's obviously some competition as far as carries go, but like I said, I'm that's not Alvin Kamara, though. Yeah, and oh, what, what did, I, did I say, Alvin Kamara? No, I'm saying. Oh, There's competition, and, but not Alvin Kamara. Yeah, not Alvin Kamara, yes. You know, you got Justice Hill as well. Sorry, I, I didn't know if I slipped up or what. It is 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, so you, you do got you do got competition, but like Shane said, it's not Alvin Kamara. I'm still confident that he's going to get 20 carries um, uh, a game this season with how much they run the football. Another thing to worry about is, yes, I think he is 29 now. So... He is getting close to that thirty-year-old drop-off, but he stayed. He's been very, very healthy um, throughout the years and stuff. Um, of course, you know the games missed last season was he got suspended for you know substance abuse policy and stuff. So Mark Ingram, I think he's a he's a very, very safe bet this year that you can get a little bit later in drafts, and that I like. Um, a twenty-third ranked running back. This guy has the potential to go to go way higher than this, in my opinion. Um, finish way higher than this, and that's Chris Carson. Um, the good thing for Chris Carson is the Seahawks want to run the football. He saw 247 carries in 14 games last year for 1,551 yards and nine touchdowns on 4.7 yards per attempt. Um, Russell Wilson's passing attempts have dipped from 553 all the way down to 427 last year. Um, not only that, but you know, Doug Baldwin retired this offseason, making it appear as if the team will run, run, lean on the running game even more. Um, you know, Chris Carson finished as running back 15 last year. I think he should continue getting work, making him a guy that I think you should, you know, definitely look at come draft day. Um, you know, you got the the ever so lurking Rashard Penny there. Um, Chris Carson does come with a, a couple of injury issues. But I think if Chris Carson can stay healthy, I expect great numbers. The teams have been talking about how, you know, Pete Carroll said they want to give him not 50 receptions, obviously, but he said you want to see him get 50 targets this season, which I think is in the realm of possibility since they're past catching targets, especially with now with DK Metcalf gone. I think even David Moore, a sleeper for the Seahawks, is now hurt. He has a I think it was like a he has some kind of injury. I don't know. It's I think it's like not long term, but I think he might be out week one. Um, obviously. The bottom is not there. So, Chris Carson now is going to get tons of carries. Seahawks run the ball more than anybody in the league last season. He's going to get tons of carries. Um, then you add on to the fact that he's going to start seeing some targets and start he might get you two to three catches in a game. Um, yeah, I like Chris Carson. This 23 ranking has, you know, has to do with the fact that, you know, Mark Ingram and a couple of these guys above might be able to um, – you know, there's probably less competition as far as I think Rashad Penny is probably the best handcuff in football. He's like this year's Tevin Coleman. Remember, we fell in love with Tevin Coleman all those years for what he could do as a backup. But, um, you know, Chris Carson, if you can hold off Rashad Penny, which all things say that he has, um, I like I like Chris Carson a lot this year. What, what do you think, Shane? Yeah, I like him a lot too. I like the workload. Um, I think he's, he's going to – be a solid fantasy guy this year um, like you said you do got to worry about Rashad Penny a little bit but if Chris Carson has success like he did last year there's no reason to put in Rashad Penny um, just run Chris Carson until something happens injury he or he doesn't have success running it I don't think there's any need to change change anything with if yes. he's having success currently so uh, yeah, I like Chris Carson a lot. Um, he's going to get a lot of carries, which is going to translate into fantasy success. So, right. So yeah, um, I like him this year. Really, really good value late in the draft too. Yes, he is. Um, Rashad Penny, I think. I'm just touching base on him right fast. I think he has like fantasy appeal, even with Chris Carson. I think just the fact that they're going to run the ball so much, he's going to get carries. Um, He's a good pass catching back. So obviously, with the passing, running, wanting to get the ball to 
running backs more because they, they need pass catching options. I think Rashad Penny is a guy that you, you can draft, you know, um, late in drafts. You know, even if you don't have Chris Carson, just take a shot in Rashad Penny just because of the fact that I think he's a sneaky guy that can get you eight fantasy points a game. And I'm just saying, like, bye week fill in flex for, for a week or. You know, there's a lot of injuries that happen, or maybe you, you draft him for the upside, okay, well, he's still going to have a role, and if Chris Carson goes down, then he's going to be even better. So Rashad Penny is a good guy to think about, like, in drafts. Um, my 24th-ranked running back is James White. I think with Gronk gone, uh, White should be more involved than ever. Um, he had 87 receptions last year, and he finished 8th in half-point PPR scoring. Um with those 87 receptions, and he could very well see even more this season. Um, <clears throat> kind of like with, some, with Sony Michelle, the only problem with James White is the is the fact that you don't know what exactly is going to be happening game-to-game between the Patriots running backs, um, which is a headache. But, you know, especially in, in PPR leagues, James White, I think, holds an insane amount of value. And with Gronk gone... James White might need to look out even more. Um, so, yeah, I like James White this year. He's been a pretty good late-round target of mine that you can get in the sixth, seventh round. Yeah, he plays for the Patriots, so I don't like him this year. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, uh, that, that, that's fair. Um, my 25th-ranked running back is Tariq Cohen, another pass-catching running back like James White. You know, I base my rankings on more of a PPR to half PPR scale. And a standard scale. Um, and Tariq Cohen finished as running back 13 last season. He had 71 catches for 725 yards and five touchdowns. He only ran the ball 99 times for 444 yards and another three touchdowns, making his season total reach um, 1,169 total yards and eight touchdowns. Um, you know, he doesn't have a huge role on the ground, you know, but what he can do in the passing game is good enough for, you know, like I said, a top 15 finish last season. Um, the, you know, the only problem again is David Montgomery potentially stealing three down work, which should scare people. Um, Tariq Cohen's obviously a smaller statue guy. He's like, what, five foot eight, um, 160 to 80 pounds, not very heavy at all. Um, so yeah, there's also an injury risk because of that smaller frame, um, but he is a, a very, very dynamic offensive weapon that Matt Nagy has shown us that he likes to use. It's just the fact that, you know, the things in camp that they, that's been said about how great David Montgomery is and how they want to scale back Tariq Cohen's work scares me and a lot of people. I was high on Tariq Cohen going into the draft season, but then the David Montgomery hype train started and, um, it put my Tariq Cohen hype train to a to a halt. Uh, what's your thoughts on Tariq Cohen? Um, and maybe how you could have potentially loved him, but now you're not so high on him. Yeah, I love Tariq Cohen too. I like his, I like that those type of players and um, certain roles. Uh, but yeah, like his, I expect his workload to be down a lot this year. So I don't. I think this is a little bit of high of a ranking for him, just because. I think he's not going to get as many opportunities, and um, I think it's just, I don't think he, there's any way he produces even close to what he did last year with David Montgomery, Um, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think he's going to be near as much of a fantasy value as last, last season. Yes. Um, My 26th ranked running back uh, was Kenyon Drake. Uh, Drake finished his running back 17 last season, and you know, he's honestly in a, in a little bit better situation quarterback-wise with, you know, Ron Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen, you know, either one. Um, you know, Drake gets his points with his pass catching and, and, and his big playability. So having better quarterbacks around him to get him the ball, I think, is, is, is essential and, and a plus. Um, you know, going into the season, I really thought Drake, Kenny Drake was a three-down back. Um, you know, last year, you know, Frank Gore, was kind of stealing, was kind of stealing early down and working stuff. Now that Frank Gore gone, um, I thought you know, okay, he can hold off Kalen Balage. He can be a third down back and running back seventeen last season with when you know he wasn't getting as much early early down carries. I mean, maybe RB seventeen is his floor. He has upside to go up from there. But then 
Kenyon Drake came in and the Kenyon Drake hype train started. Apparently he's been getting first team reps for, you know, a while now. It's been before Kenyon Drake even had the injury that he has right now. Um, but still, at 26, I think Kenyon Drake is a value because he finished running about 17 last season as mainly a pass catcher where he where he also wasn't getting, you know, pass catching uh, early down the work. He was only getting pass catching work. Obviously, Kenyon Drake apparently can catch the ball a little bit. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, an, it's an awkward situation. Uh, you know, basically, in a nutshell, I was high on him because I thought he was going to be a three-down back, and I thought running back 17 was the absolute lowest he could go. And now I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe he can finish as an RB17 still because he will basically have the exact same role as last year. You do, however, have to keep your eye on Kevin Bellage in the passing game to see how that kind of shakes out. But, yeah, I, I liked Kenny Drake in the season. Kind of like I like Tariq Cohen. Obviously, um, I'm kind of slowing down the high train on him and starting to draft him uh, less and less or think about drafting him less and less. Uh, and him being hurt right now obviously doesn't help anything either. So uh, what's your thoughts, Shane? Let me ask you this. that what? How does his fantasy value change if something wild happens and he's part of the Judavion Clowney trade and get shipped to Houston. That, dude, Kenyon Drake becomes, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he goes way high. That's way what I'm thinking, speed. too. That's why I'm like, um, I'm kind of wishing that I would have grabbed him in my some of my drafts now because I just feel like, like you said, I feel like he's going to have value in Miami, and I think there is a legit chance that he could be in Houston before week one. And yes, if so, I, mean, I think he his value goes up crazy high. So I think he's a, yes. if you haven't had your draft yet, I think where his value at right now is a good place to pick him because it's safe even if he's in Miami and it could skyrocket if he goes to Houston. I mean, he's, he's been a good late-round guy to get just in general because, yeah, like I said, yeah, exactly. running back 17 last year even with a limited role. And, yes, there's a – obviously he might still have a limited role, but like I said, he had a limited role last year. He still produced top 20 numbers. Um and now getting him, and you know that he could potentially get traded to the Texans, which is a very possible scenario. Um, you know, look, look what Lamar Miller's done his last few seasons. Um, Kenny Drake, I think, no offense to Lamar Miller, is better, especially as a pass catcher and stuff. Um, I think he's an equal runner, probably, with the football. I like Kenny Drake. Um, it's, it's kind of a shame that he's not getting this, that he's just not getting the chance, but maybe Kalen Bellagio's. You know something special, and I just don't know. I just don't know it. So yeah, Kenyon Drake, a guy that you know, um, you know, and you know again the advantages of drafting as late as possible. Now that you know these things, draft Kenyon Drake late. Now that you know, you know our thoughts on him and stuff, um, you can draft him late and maybe reap the benefits later. So yeah, I I like I like Kenyon Drake uh, later on in drafts, um, especially if he goes to the Texans. Good idea, Shane. <laughs> um, my twenty seventh ranked running back is Derrick Henry. He had 215 attempts for 1,059 yards and 12 touchdowns last season, <clears throat> which was good enough for the 14th rank as far as half point, you know, uh, half point perception fantasy purposes go. The bad thing, though, is that 48% of his fantasy points came in weeks 14 and 16. Before that, he didn't pass 65 total yards until that huge uh, week 14 game. So, you know, what, what Derrick Henry will we see? Will we see the one weeks 1 through 13 where he didn't pass 65 total yards? Or will we see 14 through 16 when he won guys' fantasy championships? And I think he's going to be drafted higher due to the fact that, you know, people have a short memory and they know, hey, he won us a fantasy championship last year because he was amazing at the end of last year. He was, but he didn't do anything beforehand. Maybe it's a sign of things to come. Maybe they're going to use him more this season because of that success that he had, uh, you know, the last uh, last part of the season. Uh, I just, I, I just, I don't like it. He doesn't have a pass catching role. That's definitely Deion Lewis. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I'm not big on Derrick Henry. Um, I think they could potentially, you know, the offense could start and end with him as far as that they, they could run him into the ground. And he could get you know, 20 to 30 carries in a game. But I just I just don't like Derrick Henry where he's being drafted and stuff. I'd rather draft, you know, other guys kind of on this list around him. Uh, what's your thoughts, Jade? 
Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. I'm glad you mentioned the late season success last year because that's what I was going to talk about too. Um, I don't know if that means he's going to be a lot better this year, but it seems other people seem to think that. Um, no one's even mentioning Deion Lewis anymore, hardly. Um, so, and I don't understand why, really. Um, I guess it yeah. is that late season success, but I'm still worried about that. Um, I do think that you have him a little low. Like, I'd probably have him over Tariq Cohen and um, James White. But, uh, yeah, the Deion Lewis being there, it just that a 1A, 1B type situation, I think, is still a possibility, and that scares me. So Yeah. Definitely. Um, this ranking, my next ranking is definitely lower than what a lot of people have. Uh, that's Philip Lindsay at 28. Um, you know, he came out of nowhere last year, and he, he, he was everybody's breakout running back. You know, he surpassed uh, Royce Freeman to kind of take the, the early the lead back role. Um, he finished his running back 12 and had 1,037 yards and nine touchdowns on 5.4 yards per carry, which Aaron Jones led the league with 5.5 last year, just to kind of give you an idea. Uh, he had a 37 receptions for 241 yards and a touchdown. You know, he, he, he shocked the world, and he was lighting in a bottle last year. He You know, his his 5'8", 190-pound frame obviously scares me, and he is an injury risk. You know, he got hurt last year. Um, the, the, the problem for me is that Royce Freeman is lurking. Royce Freeman is talented. He's currently had a good ter- ter- training camp. He can be a potential three-down back. Last draft, uh, you know, fantasy draft season, I thought, you remember, I was super high on Royce Freeman, um, saying that, you know, kind of like how Devin Montgomery was, I was kind of high on him, like, oh, he's a 30-down back, like, he's legit. I didn't even know about Philip Lindsay then, because um, he came out of nowhere. Um, and then they also signed Theo Riddick from the Lions, and he's a pass-catching back. And it's kind of like a thing like, why pass the ball to Philip Lindsay with Theo Riddick, an amazing pass-catcher is right there. Um, I don't know, I just don't like... I feel like he's going to get early down work taken away. I feel like he's not going to be able to see as many targets because Theo Riddick is there. Um, so it's just I, – I just I just don't like Philip Lindsay. Um, if you want to take a shot on him for last season's success, like, yeah, go ahead. And if he can hold off Royce Freeman and Theo Riddick and he can be a three down back at 5'8", 190 pounds, then, yeah, go ahead. And, you know, obviously, you know, if that's – if he can stay healthy and stuff. I mean, yeah, go ahead. He's going to finish higher than running back 28. But, you know, I just – I I have him ranked super low because, like, I just don't see him doing as much. He's not going to get as much early down work, goal line work. Royce Freeman's better by far. He's off the body stature alone. Pass catching work, Royce Freeman and Dale Riddick both can catch passes. Um, so, yeah, I'm not I'm not the highest of Philip Lindsay this year. Uh, what's your thoughts, Jay? Yeah, there's a lot of Royce Freeman hype um, so far this offseason. So I think I think that they the Broncos still like Freeman, uh, even even with Lindsey's breakout last year. So that's concerning to me. So I definitely understand your low ranking here. I don't. I think there's definitely a world where Royce Freeman is the best running back in Denver this year. Yes, for sure. Um. My 29th ranked running back is uh, Tevin Coleman. You know, he, he comes to his 49 to be the team's lead back. Um, you know, Kyle, his uh, his head coach is now Kyle Shanahan, which gives me confidence because, you know, Kyle Shanahan has history. Tevin Coleman knows what he can do. You know, the problem is Derek McCann's hurt. I think he might go on the IR. This chance might go on the IR if he's not already. So, you know, that, that's a less work uh, in the backfield. But Matt Breida is a guy that, that scares me. I mean, this guy is looking, has been looking fantastic, and he's a he's a late round. You know, get him. Please get him with your last pick in fantasy drafts and just sit back and wait and watch the show because he's super fast. He's a big play wait, waiting to happen. I mean, he, Matt Breida is very, very good. Um, um, you know, I called him Band-Aid Matt Breida last year because he was so dinged up last year. It seemed like every single week he had three injuries. Still played through it. Still played pretty well with those injuries and, you know, the Nick Mullen situation and how bad the 49ers were last year. It should be an improved offense and stuff. And Matt Breida uh, has looked great in preseason. So I'm definitely scared of Matt Breida. If Tevin Coleman can hold off Matt Breida and, 
could potentially check McKinnon. Yeah, sure. He's going to be higher up in the rankings because, you know, he's the only back in the 49ers offense. And I think, you know, that the backfield has a chance to um, have fantasy football success. But um, Matt Breed is there. That scares me. Derek McKinnon, I mean, they, they paid him for a reason. If he can get back healthy, they're going to give him opportunity, even if even if it's forced. They're going to they're gonna get as much value out of that contract as they can at this point. So, um, yeah, I like Matt Breed a lot. Uh, Devin Coleman I like a lot if he can, you know, if he can hold him off. Uh, so, Shade, what, what, what do you think? Uh, this is kind of New England 2.0 to me right now. There's way too many guys in there that like are actually good at fo- at football. Um, yeah. To for it to be like a one guy show, um, but yeah, I'm kind of like you. The only guy in this backfield that I'm drafting is Matt Breed. I'm not. I'm not. There's there's just no reason to take a guy high in this backfield to me because I feel like there's not going to be one guy that's going to get all the carries. Matt Breed has looked like the best running back last year and in the preseason this year um actually a lot of that's because of injuries but he does look good um I definitely could see him taking back what was his starting role um so yeah I'm not I'm not taking anybody um I'm not taking anybody in this running back core besides Matt Breida late in drafts yes for sure uh my next running back is is Miles Sanders he comes in at 30 for me and that's Solely based on the fact that right now he he has he's trying to win a job he has a job to win you know like at Tevin Coleman Mark Ingram other running backs they have a role carved out already Miles Sanders doesn't but the Eagles have not had a track record of drafting running backs early you know they've been going how many years with this um, Wendell Smallwood Corey Clement running back by committee rotation like it's 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 been way too long. Um, Miles Sanders was a second-round draft pick. He was drafted higher than David Montgomery um, and, and, and those other running backs. Drafted better, higher than Daryl Henderson. You know, I think everybody besides basically Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, was drafted higher than. Um, he was Saquon Barkley's backup in college. In his last season in college, he actually rushed for more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley. Um, obviously, I'm not saying he's a better talent than Saquon Barkley. Barkley is an amazing pass catcher and complete back. Which Sanders isn't a slut pass catching wise, but I'm just saying he ran for more rushing yards for Saquon Barkley. There's a reason behind that. He's a very, very talented guy. The Eagles thought that when they drafted him higher than David Montgomery, who were super high on. Daryl Henderson, who everybody has seemed to be high on, although he's not had the greatest start to his career as far as training camp and preseason success goes um, and stuff. Drafted higher than anybody besides um, Josh Jacobs. Uh, Jordan Howard's not the best running back in football, um, and I think definitely is already a worse pass catcher than Miles Sanders. So I think Miles Sanders can, is going to be able to to beat him out and uh, to win the job. And I think this this running back thirty ranking is his absolute worst. I don't expect it to go up higher than that. But with the question marks, I can't put him at where I want to put him, which is way higher up there. It's just the fact that. You don't know right now, and we won't know until week one of the season. Um, he's taken what you know. A sign of good things though is that he's been, uh, he's been talked well about in camp. Saying they're saying you no, know, yes, he's going to be a uh, fixture in the offense. And preseason, he got. I think, I think he even got like first team snap snaps. I don't know if Jordan Howard was uh, playing or not, but that's still a good thing to see. Um, you know, I think he got like, the very first touch of the. Of the, of, the, of the backfield. Um, so I, I like Miles Sanders a lot. Uh, what do you think, Shane? Yeah, I mean, I like him too, but uh, Doug Peterson is... I don't know if Doug Peterson's ever had a running back that just is the running back. He's always uses running back by committees, so that concerns me. Yeah. And I still like Jordan Howard. I think that... I think he's still a good running back. I mean, there's a reason why he led the league in rushing yards. Um, at one point in his career, so I mean, I did, I don't think that there's a whole lot of opportunities to have like be the guy um, in Philadelphia. So um, that is that concerns me. Um, I like the talent. I just don't like where he's playing right now. Uh, um, my next returning back will be uh, Ronald Jones. Um. Um, we're getting low to the list. Basically, 
Peyton Barber had, what, three point three point some odd yards per carry last year. Like, he has to not be the guy, right? Like, last season I was hiring Ronald Jones because Peyton Barber was there. You know, he got an easy job to take. It's your job. Go ahead and win it. He didn't win it. Um, looked, looked, apparently it was bad. <clears throat> this offseason has a chance to win a job from Peyton Barber. Um, I don't really know. They both haven't looked great in preseason. Um, apparently Ronald Jones struggled in a, in a practice with blitz coverages. Um, which obviously as a running back, you know, pass catching, pass blocking is a lot more important than what I think fantasy fans think about as far as your availability to be able to get onto the field. You have to be able to pass block a little bit. Um, in Bruce Arians' offense, I think Ronald Jones or Peyton Barber has a chance to be successful at just whatever one is successful. I mean, Ronald Jones was a former second-round draft pick. We're talking about, like, we're talking second round. That's where Miles Sanders got taken last year, top draft pick. Like, he has... He has upside here as far as the fact that he's a high guy type of the guy. He's supposed to be super talented. Obviously, him being in the competition with Peyton Barber these last couple of years and him not being able to just dominate Peyton Barber in, in practice reps and, and look and look dominant in practice scares me a lot. But for, you know, in the late round, I, don't, I think Ronald Jones is a guy that you can get. And, you know, it, it, it's shot in the dark. Or me and Trey did this in, 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 in his league. Um, I got both pieces of the Bills' backfield and LaShawn McCoy and um, Devin Singletary, he's looks great in preseason. Shade took a shot in the dark at the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, backfield. He got Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber. So, you know, that's something you can do late and get the, uh, you know, and, and, and get the added depth out of running back position if you if you wanted to. We've I've done that. We've done that uh, a couple of times. It's, I think it works out in the end. Um so yeah, Shane, what's your thoughts on that backfield? Who could win it? Uh, and all that. Uh, I think Ronald Jones has the most talent as a runner, um, but I don't think that he's gonna come away with the job. I just the more I read about it, the more it looks like he is just not gonna be. Like I don't think he's gonna be able to go on the field due to mostly due to pass blocking, um, yeah. but he hasn't really had that success either whenever he actually touches the football. Um, so I don't, I, like you like you mentioned, I did grab both these guys um, in my league just for, so I have someone to play on bye weeks. Um, however, I dropped Ronald Jones for the slight chance that maybe Rob Gronkowski comes back. So that's the little faith I have in the Bucks backfield right, right now. Um, yeah. So I don't know, I just... Uh, the more I read about it, the more it looks like Ronald Jones isn't going to live up to his draft position. Right. Um, my next running back is Adrian Peterson. Um, I, th- I think this Washington running back is a mess. And if guys ends up being the starter 100%, yeah, you can just put him there. Um, he looked pretty solid in preseason. Um, but I have Peterson ranked ahead of all of them right now just because he's the right now the only healthy Redskins running back, and he's a senior, so bonus points, I guess you could say. Um, you know, you got guys who took towards ACL last year. You still have Samadhi Piran, the bigger senior. Um, they directed Bra- Braslov, uh, who's, who also towards ACL. You know, so that's Aiden Peterson also towards ACL. So this Redskins just loves torn ACLs. Don't really know what they're, what, what, what they like about it, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. Um, Adrian Peterson rushed for over a thousand yards last season. With when guys went down and stuff, they picked up Peterson off the streets, and he looked great. In preseason, he looked great. Did you see that huge jump cut and run? He yeah. took that high freaking many yards. I mean, the dude—he just—he just won't die. He just won't die. I mean, this—I mean, this guy came back from an ACL tear. I think faster than anybody in football history. Like I came—I think he came back and played that season. Um, Adrian Peterson's been the way back when, 2012, you know, early early 2010s was the best back in football and he had that crown for so long. He was with the Cardinals and the and the and the Redskins, you know, and his career was kind of dying off. But then a thousand yard rushing season this season, there's guys is hurt. He has a chance to be the starter here. Um obviously it's gonna be a split back foot because they're gonna to want to see what they got in Darius guys. Um Chris Thompson is a good pass catcher. Samaj Piron is a um, 
we'll 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 see some carries. He's I don't think he's gonna be much of anything. Um, but yeah, this backfield's gonna be split backfield one a one b all year because Adrian Peterson I mean, he just rushed for a thousand yards. So not just gonna say okay, Darius guys, he just came back from an ACL injury. Yeah, we'll play you. We'll give you two hundred twenty carries. Like they're not gonna do that. So it's gonna be a split backfield. Very very confusing. I personally would stay away from the Redskins' backfield. Do uh, you, you agree with that, Shade, or what? Yeah, this is about? New England 3.0 to me. Yeah, so there's that. Um, Nick Johnson, might as well touch base on him. Um, he has a chance to be, right now, he's a starting running back. Um, will he, he has, I think, even with Lamar Miller, when he was there, he I think he had the third down roll on lockdown. I think that's why they trade for him. Um, now... Right now, he's the best running back in the running back room. Did they go and sign J.J., Doug Martin? Doug, Doug Martin just got waived. Did they go get Doug Martin? Did they trade for Melvin Gordon? Do they trade for, hopefully, Kenyon Drake? Um, you, you don't know what they're going to do exactly in the backfield, but if if Duke Johnson could be a three-down back, which, you know, I think the most carries he's gotten is, like, what, 100 and I want, it's just, I'll listen to it in the podcast. It's like 160-some-odd. Not a lot of carries. Ben Norton's more of a pass-catching back, which obviously he's an elite pass-catcher in the, in the league. But, I mean, Duke Johnson, this is going to be, be crazy. You know he's the Miami's all-time leading rusher. Hmm. All-time leading rusher. You have freaking studs that play for Miami. Freaking Clint Portis, Frank Gore, guys like that. Played for Miami. Duke Johnson is Miami's all-time leading rusher. Um, so maybe he can carry the workload. Obviously, we haven't seen it in the NFL. Maybe, but maybe you know, Cleveland Browns didn't use him properly. Who knows? Um, but yeah, Duke, John- Duke Johnson has a chance right now, I guess, to be the the go-to guy. Uh, what's your thoughts, Jade? On on what do you do? You think they're going to bring in somebody else? Which I think they are. Do you think they'll bring in somebody else? Um, what does his fantasy role look like with somebody there, like a day or without? Uh, I mean, in PPR leagues, he has value either way. So if you're in a PPR league, I'm definitely taking Duke Johnson because if for some reason they don't grab another guy and he's the lead back, then you get another starting running back and a pretty good offense. Um, so it's kind of a low-risk, high-reward type of thing. Um, worst comes to worst, they sign another guy, and you still got a third down, one of the better pass-catching running backs in the league. So, um, my, this low in uh, the running back rankings, I think he's definitely worth worth the pick. Yes, for for sure. Um, I would mention Austin Eckler, of course. In real life, this ranking, he's, he's a top 15 running back, top 20 running back for sure. Because Melvin Gordon apparently will not play week one, that's been the all, that's what, that's what everything's been pointed towards, is him not being able to play week one. Um, so Austin Eckler right now is the starter, a good pass-catching running back. Um, Shane, what's your thoughts on Austin Eckler, and where along this list could he finish if Melvin Gordon uh, doesn't play this season? Where where could you where could you see him finishing at as far as uh, total stats for the year? Uh, I think you can – I think you can – surpass the thousand yards for sure and maybe like eight touchdowns i think yeah. he still has to worry about like justin jackson as a yes um even when even if melvin gordon isn't there uh, i think he's definitely more built to be a pass catching back i think um just yeah, smaller smaller my, frame yeah just from my opinion uh so i think justin jackson might still get in some carries um, I don't think that they want Austin Eckler to be their three-down back. Um, he might be. Uh, I'm not sure. But I do think that he has he has some value this year. And if you're going to take a chance on Melvin Gordon, you have to get Austin Eckler. Right. Yes. Uh, I-, I agree. Um, and I don't, have, I don't have a lot of faith that Melvin Gordon is going to play any games yeah, as a Charger me, this season. So. Me neither. Um, it would be nice if... Jadavion Clowney traded, got turned to the Chargers, and Melvin Gordon went to the Texans. Whew! Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and Melvin Gordon? Wow. That yeah. would be freaking amazing. Yeah, that'd be crazy. That, whoo! Oh, my gosh. Uh, 
Dang. Yeah, that'd be, that would be something special to watch. Um, this is a few another just names to know. I'm not gonna we're not gonna break these guys down totally since we're running a little bit uh, behind on time. Um, Jordan Howard, of course, the Eagle situation. You know him. Peyton Barber. We've already kind of touched base on that. Kevin Bellage, we've touched base on that. Latavius Murray, a good sneaky bye week fill in player, a guy who has Mark Ingram's role. Mark Ingram was fantasy relevant last year. Fantasy RB six year before. Um, showed us what he could do last year when Dalvin Cook went down. It was very, very good. Um, so, yeah, Latavius Murray has a chance to uh, be the, the Mark Ingram, in a sense. In this offense, they run the ball. Uh, uh, you know, the running backs are, are, are involved. They run the ball. They're starting to run the ball more often now. So, I think Latavius Murray is a sneaky, solid bet for eight points a week and a sneaky flex play on bye weeks or on, like, uh, DFS or whatever you want to play. So, Latavius Murray right there. We've already touched base on LaShawn McCoy and um, uh, what, Devin Singletary. I think Devin Singletary has looked great, but apparently LaShawn McCoy has looked pretty solid. Um, Frank Gore obviously won't die either. We talked about Adrian Peterson not dying. Frank Gore won't die. He's got to look at, look at uh, Royce Freeman. Could be the... Supposed to be the back this year, uh, last year. Could be the back this year. Watch out for him. Rashad, same thing for Rashad Penny. I don't think there's a chance that he can uh, be the guy this year because Chris Carson, I think, is kind of like put that on lockdown. But yeah, I think he has standalone value. Look out for him. Naheem Hines has a good pass catching ability, um, especially with the Colts now. Maybe needing to go to him a little bit more. Maybe um, Brissett kind of starts to target the. Running backs a little bit more often. Being a rookie running back, you kind of go for the more short yardage passes to tight ends, slot receivers, and pass-catching running backs. So look out for, for Naheem Hines. Um, Alexander Madison could be Latavius Murray. Maybe they don't give 20 carries a game to um, Dalvin Cook because they just don't trust him. Alexander Madison, they apparently have loved. I think he's Latavius Murray there. Um, can you think of anybody else, trade? Um having a hard time. Deion Lewis, you mentioned, you know, I'm just listing out names for you to maybe think about late in drafts. Yeah. Um, I can't think about anything else, really. Uh, I also think Darwin Thompson for the Chiefs. You're getting the second um, best running yes. back and uh, the best offense in football. Yes, uh, he's um, not getting drafted anywhere, really, so you can get him with your last pick. Yes. Um, um, Tony Pollard, this, yeah. since you had a homer pick. Tony Pollard, if Zeke holds out, He's looked great in preseason. There's no, I mean, he's looked really, really good in preseason. And he's, uh, he was on the exact same college as Daryl Henderson. They used him more like a slot receiver, pass catcher, kind of like an Alvin Kamara type role in, in, in Memphis. He was, and then Henderson was a much more improved, I'm talking about college here, a much more improved Mark Ingram role um, for Memphis. But, um, Dallas thinks that they stole him the fourth round. They've said it multiple times that he can run in between the tackles from what they saw on film and what they what he's shown them in preseason. Obviously, he's an amazing pass catcher. So if Zeke still is not with the team, Tony Pollard becomes a startable fantasy running back on the guy that you can take a shot on late, and then boom, you got you a starting running back. The only problem is I think Zeke will return at some point this season. So it's hard to. Uh, kind of want to invest your time into Tony Pollard, knowing that you don't get him for a full season. That's the only bummer there. Something to think about. Um, I can't, I literally can't think of anybody else. Uh, the only other one that we kind of already touched on earlier is Justice Hill um, from yeah. um, the Ravens. I think they're going to run the football a lot, and you can't give all those carries to 29-year-old Mark Ingram. Um, yep. So I think there's got to be someone else there. I think Justice Hill, the fastest running back in the draft last year, um, is going to have be the guy that has a chance to have value there. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's all I can think of. I, I I, I'm literally, uh, early. I don't know any more. I don't know any more guys to keep your eye on. Obviously, some other names will, will emerge. Um, there's the Houston Texans rookie running back was added a lot in Yahoo Fantasy. I want to pick him up if you're like on your act like, oh, this guy's been added a lot. I should probably get him. I want it. They're gonna go get somebody else. Don't know his name. Last name starts with a T. That's about as much as I, as I can tell you. Do you know his name, Shape? By any chance? No, I don't. He's been added, he's been added in tens of leagues. Who cares? No, don't don't do it. Um, that's all. That's all I got for running backs. Um, you got anything else? No, I don't think so. Um, check out 
next podcast we'll probably break down tight ends for just a short little bit. We might do more predictions and tight ends in one sitting since tight ends won't take very long at all. Um, follow Shade on Twitter at Shade underscore Piper. Me at Trent Corn SFF. And then our Twitter, uh, the Fantasy uh, Football Fix podcast, their handle is at Fantasy Fix Pod. Again, that's at Fantasy Fix Pod. You can tweet us before game day, lineup questions, draft questions, any, anything. We'll, we'll answer it. Trying to be a little bit more involved there. Um, but yeah, that's all I got, Shade. You got anything else? Nope, that's it.